Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Destroy to Shin podcast. My name is Elijah Stacy. I'm the founder of the nonprofit organization Destroy to Shin and the host of the Destroy to Shin podcast. Today we have with us Colin Worth. Colin Worth, nice. Um, and so, uh, Colin, you have the Shin Musco dystrophy. That's correct, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, so, where uh, where are you located? Um, I live in. Central Virginia, uh, which um, about an hour away from Richmond, which is the capital of Virginia. Mm, okay, nice, nice. And uh, how how old are you? I'm 25 years old. 25. Okay. Um. So yeah, man. Let's get to let's get to know you. Let's get the audience to get to know you. So like, you know, tell us about yourself. Like, what do you like to do? Like, you, you know, what's a typical day look like for you? Do you have any like hobbies or like, what what do you do? Um, so I actually have a, a part-time job. I work as a web designer for a small local business. Um, so I've been working for doing that the past five years. I graduated from community college in 2015. So that's really what keeps me busy. Um, other than that, I do... Um, um, play some video games and um, just um, or li- listen to music and mm. um, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what what video games? That's got my interest. <laughs> yeah. What video games do you like to play? Um, well, so lately I've um, we have uh, I have a Nintendo Switch, so I've been playing the. Um, Super Mario, the 3D All Stars. So, you know, they ported uh, ported over the games for the Switch. So mm-hmm. that's what I've been doing lately. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so web design, right? So what got you interested in that? Uh, so, well, I've always been um, like working with computers and um, been like the tech support person for the family. And uh, I actually took some web design classes in community college, um, which I really enjoyed. And um, I guess I, I kind of have um, a design eye as well as a mm-hmm. um, technic- uh, technical skills, so. Mm-hmm. Um, Would you say that you're creative then? Like I noticed, yeah. so this is something that's an interesting observation, right? I, I honestly can't even make this up. Every single podcast, every single person with this disease that I've interviewed so far, they all have a very creative side to them. They do something like art, they do photography, web design, something, right? So yeah, yeah. What um what like what do you think makes you have that creative side? Like what you know what I mean? Like where did that come from? Like when did you notice? Like, are you create? Like, let me answer this. This is a better question. Have you? Do you have creative stuff, um, like in other areas, like photography or art or? Um, well, I do um, enjoy photography too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, yeah. I guess I've always just been creative. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting observation, but um, have you noticed that too? You're really, I know that you're involved. We'll get to that later in the Dishin community, but 
Um, have you noticed that too, that a lot of people with the disease are very creative. They have like a creative like hobby or thing they take up on. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that's just, um, since a lot of guys that are, um, aren't really into or can't participate in sports, I guess that's other um, creative things that um, you can do. Like a lot of guys do video yeah. games, yeah. Not only that though, I just feel like with extreme suffering um, comes, you know, amazing creativity. Like the, the creativity is an expression of someone suffering. It's, I don't know if that makes sense, but that's kind of my personal reflection upon it. Yeah, yeah, and I wonder if it, it too, um, just being creative kind of has is something to, um, creative outlets kind of mm -hmm. um, a distraction or way or way to mm -hmm. um, kind of forget about. Yeah, so, um, so you're from Virginia, um, you, do, uh, you do web design, you like to play video games, um how old are you 25 25 okay what is your like favorite type of like food or you know um dessert or something along the lines of that um well i like a lot of food though i think i'd say my favorite is probably uh, like mexican food okay yeah yeah mexican food's good what do you what do you like to get like burritos tacos what's up um, I actually uh, like enchiladas. Enchiladas? Okay, yeah, I'm a, I'm a burrito taco guy. So I like Mexican food too. I like that a lot. Uh, you got any other favorites or? Um, well, I like um, Italian food too, pasta and pizza. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm not too, I'm not a big Italian guy. You know, I get a lot of uh, heat for that too. Whenever I tell people that they're like, oh my gosh, man, how come you don't like Italian food, man? And it's like, I don't know. I like Mexican food though. I like Mexican food though. Uh, yeah. What about uh, music? So I like, I actually like a lot of um, 70s and 80s music. Um, my parents have um, always listened to music and I got, uh, I've gotten kind of turned on to um, their music. So. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Um, this, this one's fascinating to me. Do you do you have any role models that you look up to? Like, you know, like for me, I have a lot of business role models or um, just people like in all, well, there's a lot of different fields that I'm interested in, but like I have people that I look up to and like to take advice from and listen to and just like want to be like them. Do you have any role models? Um, well, I think with the technology, I think I would say definitely, um, well, Bill Gates and also um, his philanthropy as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Bill Gates. Um, you know what's weird is, um, or not weird, but interesting is a couple couple uh, weeks ago I had a guy on and his role model too is Bill Gates. Um, so it's interesting. Um, do you read books? Um. No, not not really. Not really. Okay, okay. TV shows, movies. Yeah, yeah. Favorite. I've been watching a lot of um, TV, um, especially during the pandemic. So. Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah, I've been wa- been watching the Mandalorian. Mm, okay, okay. Yeah, I heard I heard about that. See, I don't I don't know. I know I never really watched TV, but I keep, people keep saying they've been watching that. So, um, okay, okay. Do you have any like goals in life or things that you want to accomplish? Um, well, I mean, a pretty, um, I've, I've finished school and I've got a job. So that, I mean, that's a pretty big goal that I've Absolutely. met. Mm-hmm. I just, I guess, just not really, um, staying healthy and, um, yeah, continuing with advocacy for, um, the Duchenne community and, yeah, so so go ahead and tell us about that. I'm intrigued. Discuss and tell us about um, your role and what you do for the Dishin community. Um, so I've been a member of the Parent Project Muscular Dystrophy Adult Advisory Committee for the past five years, and we work to help um, advise Parent Project um, with all their um, policies and including the, um, especially the adult perspective is. Um, um, more and more guys like us are living um, active lives to um, keep our voice in the, um, their advocacy and all the policies. Mm. Okay, so you're, you're a member there. Um, what do you feel that you contribute? Do you feel that you contribute anything unique compared to other people that are part of it or? Um, well, I just um, tried to be, I guess, a resource or a mentor to, to others living with the disease or, or um, especially younger boys, um, have someone to look up to and yeah, and the um, parents as well. And it's just been nice to get to know um, a group of other guys that are going through what I'm going through so Mm -hmm. yeah to kind of like have that support and sounds like you're a real positive guy um you know you you bring that positive energy to to parents and and younger people with the disease and um I think that's that's really good I think we need more of that for sure would you uh what, what is your take on you know um well let me ask you this do you think that having a positive attitude makes living with the disease easier? Um, yeah, I think it's definitely important to have a positive attitude and um, um, not to let it um, impact your life too much because I mean, well, it's helped a lot for me to see other guys growing up um, um, doing great things and um, knowing it's possible but yeah definitely going at it with a positive attitude um helps knowing that things aren't um oh they're hard they're not impossible Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i know what you mean um okay moving um more towards uh the shin now um in particular um when when did you find out that you were that you had the shin so I was diagnosed when I was um, three years old. Um, I actually um, had had uh, um, regular pr- 
procedure, um, the surgery, I was having my tonsils removed. And I had, um, they used the inhalant anesthesia and I had a um, bad reaction to the anesthesia and was um, in a um, hospital in Richmond for two weeks and was eventually um, diagnosed. Um, mm -hmm. So it was kind of a um, scary thing. Mm -hmm. And um, so then I guess the, the second major thing is like, when did you lose your ability um, to walk? Um, so I've actually been kind of an outlier with Duchenne. I actually walked until I was 21. So. Oh, that's very good. That's very good. Um, do, do they, um, doctors or anyone say any reason why that might be? Um, well, I guess they were saying they think I'm like an outlier, kind of like a severe form of Becker, but a lesser or mm -hmm. not a severe form of Duchenne. So kind of in between the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I've, I've heard about this. Um, well, that's, that's good. Um, that's good in some sense, right? Um, how about mobility in your arms? How's that going? Um, that's been um, definitely um, getting weaker um, since I um, have been in the chair for um, or pretty much full time, full time now. So um, yeah, they have been getting weaker over the past few years. So. How did losing your ability to walk make you feel? Um, well, I've been, um, I don't think it's really um, been that hard for me. And it, I mean, I've um, always been kind of accepting of it. Um, yeah, and there, there's still um, so much you can do um, in the chair, not walking, or um, I think some other guy, um, Duchenne, has said walking is overrated. But, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, that really doesn't define who you are. You're still the same person. Just, I mean, the chair, oh, your wheelchair is essentially your legs. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And what about losing mobility in your arms? How does that make you feel? Um, yeah, that, that's been hard because it's our, uh, I now need an arm support to help with, um, with eating and yeah, it's just harder to lift my arms. So, yeah. I'm hoping there's um, supposed to be a trial soon that I, I might be able to get into, and I'm hoping that I can preserve my arm strength because um, that's really important, especially with all the work I do on the computer to keep my arm strength. So yeah, that's definitely hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually feel personally that losing my arm strength is more frustrating than losing my ability to walk. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. Your hands are um, a lot more important for doing many things than um, 
walking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, this question is always interesting to me as well. What do you think that you would be doing if you didn't have Dushin? Um, I guess it's, it's, I mean, it's hard to think about that because, uh, um, it's, I mean, such a big part of your life. It's hard to remove that almost, but, um, yeah, definitely would be, um, easier and, um, yeah, I guess I was, um, so part of the reason I decided to do web design too, um, I'm also uh, really interested in science and uh, my father is actually a marine biologist and I really like marine biology too. And um, but I, when I was thinking about, um, it was especially getting weaker too, it's doing stuff on the computer is a lot easier than being out. Um, as a marine biologist, so just thinking sort of in practicality there, um, what would be easiest for me? Hmm. Interesting. So you think that you'd probably be a marine biologist if, if you didn't have the shin? That's like, that's what you would say? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Mm, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, the worst part of the shin, obviously, is the early death rate. So what's your, what's your feelings on that? Um, so we, um, in our family, we really just try to, um, have an attitude of taking things one day at a time and, um, making the, um, um, I guess fullest out of life. So, um, so yeah, one, one of the things is just have a lot of, um, experiences. So we've um, traveled a lot. So just having a fulfilling life, um, making the most of it. Yeah. Okay. So making the, the most of life, you know, so you're not really worried too much about the, how many years you have, but what you did within those years. Yeah, exactly. Mm, okay, I think it's a brilliant philosophy for sure. Um, 100%. I definitely agree with that. How does the Shred Shin, the organization, right? How does that make you feel? Um, well, that's great that you're, um, you've got this um, organization, especially as um, someone living with you, Shen. I think that's great that you're being. Um, an advocate and putting yourself out there for the community because I know a lot of the organizations out there for Duchenne are run by um, parents of individuals living with Duchenne so that's great that your organization is run by someone living with Duchenne. Mm-hmm. Yeah no I, for sure I think I think that's important that people with the shin um, get involved and play a role in, in this whole thing, because it's just different. You'll never know what it's like to have the, have the disease unless you have it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's great that we've been able to do this 
the adult advisory committee with parent project that um, they realized that um, what we have to say is um, definitely helpful. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you hate most about the shin? Um, well, definitely that there's, um, it's a pretty um, terrible disease and um, yeah, especially knowing there's a lot I've had um, a lot of friends that have lived with it that have passed away. So, uh, yeah. How, how, how has that impacted you? Like your friends and stuff? Um, yeah, that's definitely been hard. And I guess um, kind of motivated me to make a difference in the community, hoping to impact. Um, just could be give advice to others living with Duchenne to know. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and I just think it's been great to get to know other guys going through it. That is real, that really helps you um, um, deal with living with it, knowing that you're not alone. Yeah, definitely. Do, do you um do you think that the shin has made you a better person? Um, I say yeah, I think it definitely has impacted me. But um, I don't know. I mean, I've been, always been a um, positive person and had a positive outlook. But yeah, I mean, I think I think I would. Um, have been a good um, person regardless, but Duchenne has definitely given me a different perspective on life. That... Well, how, well, how so? Like, let's go into detail with that. What do you What do you mean by that? Um, well, just basically having a different outlook of the world, being someone with a disability. Um, yeah, and like we were saying, having a, um, realizing that um, the quality of life is more important, more important than the quantity of life. So, um, yeah, not wasting, um, wasting my time worrying about trivial things. Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah. agree with that. <laughs> I agree with that big time that is very very true I think yeah and I think a lot of people um, if you don't um, live with a life limiting illness you don't realize um, until it's too late that you should have done more so mm-hmm yeah, I agree with that for sure. Um, and there was yeah, I don't, and it, well, it also just shows how um, definitely seeing how the world views people with disabilities too. From as as a person living with it, you don't um, you don't know what you're going through until you live it. So, mm -hmm. well, how do you think the world sees people with disabilities? Um, well, I think that's definitely been a changing, but there is 
still definitely um, persisting um, negativity or um, I guess there's still a lot of ableism out there. Um, it is def it's definitely improving and more, uh, but um, there still is a way to go too. Mm. Well, like in particular, like, have you experienced any like ableism or any of that negativity? Like, do you have any stories about that that you could share? Um, well, just in, in a lot of the, um, especially or in a lot of the traveling I've done, knowing that um, seeing out of the U.S., we're lucky that we have the ADA, which says a lot of standards, but in other countries, like, you know, um, they're not always curb cuts or elevators. So just knowing that a lot of the world is built for able-bodied people and um, we definitely need to, um, especially in architecture and, and, and planning, you need to um, no, they have, there are ADA guidelines that say you have to meet this standard, these standards, but um, those people don't know. Mm -hmm. Have the same view as someone that's um, in a chair, like some things that would be really obvious to us would not be obvious to um, able-bodied people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, if there is one thing then, right, maybe this is the one thing um, that you just said, but if there's one thing you'd want people to understand about the shin, what would that one thing be? Um, yeah, yeah, there, there's a, um, a lot I could say to that, but um, just... And say it, go for it. <laughs> yeah, trying to think. Yeah, I mean, just that. Um, oh, and I think I kind of showed that already, that just that, although it's a really um, hard disease to live with, you can still live a um, full and fulfilling life. Um, um, yeah, you can make it work um, despite all you're going through. There are, um, and just think, um, yeah, it's an, um, and there is definitely a lot of variability. So um, that's hard and um, open. It's such a complicated disease, it will be hard to get. Um, uh, one cure for everyone. So it would be kind of, a, as I've talked about, a um, drug kind of cocktail that will. Mm, what do you mean by that? So just saying everyone, um, not a cure won't be the same for everyone. And probably it's a combination of things and a um, well, I guess there will be hopefully a cure eventually, but 
um, now that there's a bunch of medicines. So, yeah. Yeah, and it's just, um, it's hard to deal with all the, um, the medications and just find it. it. It is hard, but try not to let that bog you down. Hmm. Hmm. So just it's, it's from what it sounds like you're saying that there's just a lot of stuff involved with the disease. That's yeah. Yeah. It's very complicated. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I definitely agree. Definitely agree. Um, something else I noticed about people with Duchenne is that they're all like the disease makes you become a natural problem solver. Right, it, it builds you into that mindset of becoming a problem solver, and you become really good at it. Would you say that's true? Um, definitely for me, I've always been problem solver. But I guess, yeah, I guess um, Duchenne being a complicated problem itself, it's kind of a puzzle. Um, puzzle there so just um figuring out how to live with the puzzle of um dealing with all that Duchenne throws at you that it makes you I guess enough for problem solving so yeah I would definitely say I would think so mm -hmm. okay awesome yeah I I think that's something that is really cool is that we become these really good problem solvers um well, other than that, do you have any questions for me now? Um, so, um, how did you how did you decide to um, form your organization, or what what motivated you? Yeah. So during my ninth grade year, I started getting really interested in business and like a passion for it. And my whole life, since I was a little kid, I always wanted to do something great for the world right? I'm obsessed with greatness and accomplishment. And so when I was um, really getting into business and stuff, I wanted to do something. And like, I was 15 at the time, and I didn't understand why I had to be 20 or 30 to do something great. Why couldn't I just do it now? And I just didn't know exactly what I wanted to do yet. And we went to this fundraiser to raise that was raising money. Um, and in this booklet they had, I was looking through it at the back of the booklet, it talked about how patients basically lose their ability to walk, which was not news to me. Um, and then they lose their mobility in their arms. And that was news to me. And that really excited me and um, really like hit me hard. And then it said that patients die uh, early on in their life. And that's when I was like, okay, okay. And then it said that um, the disease is incurable. And I like when people say, hey, you can't do something because then I go, well, okay, then let's see about it. Let's see about it. You say, I can't do it. Then let's see about it because I'm going to go and do it. And so, um, you know, incurable at the time, I, I, I understood that as, oh, they're saying like, it can't be cured. You know, they're just saying there's no cure, but that's, that's how I took it. I took it as a challenge. So I knew right then and there, okay, you know what? I know exactly what I'm going to do now. I'm going to start a business and we're going to go and cure this disease. Like it's going to happen. Um, and like just weeks later, I started forming the organization and doing everything I needed to do legal paperwork and, uh, you know, uh, board of directors and all that stuff. Um, so then we got it up and running. Um, yeah. And that's what motivated me to start it. 
yeah yeah that's 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 awesome and it's yeah that's definitely great um um definitely agree that it's um definitely want to try to leave some impact on the world and yeah yeah definitely i enjoy um it's, it's fulfilling making a difference for the community mm -hmm. yeah yeah definitely i think that making an impact is on anything in life whether it's the shin or something else impact is what we got to do like just chasing money or fame or things like that isn't good enough it's not fulfilling but impacting people's lives making people's lives better or making something in the world better right making a real lasting difference that's what's fulfilling contributing yeah. to that, whatever that whatever that may be maybe really small maybe a very big impact but impact is what matters yeah 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 and it's yeah and it's great that there's now there um a lot of new um therapies on the horizon there definitely a lot um there's a lot of good research going on so mm -hmm. yeah. yep and and that's really the the vision of destroyed shin is to get those um to get those into human practice right that's literally the whole goal is to raise money to get it into human practice like i'm determined to to get the job done um we will get the job done. I, I'm like, I, I love this challenge and I'm confident that we can, that we can get it done. Yeah. Yeah. Even though, even if it um, may not impact us directly, hopefully it will help um, future gener generations. But in the meantime, we can um, do the best we can to live um, life to the fullest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree with you. Um, whether it saves my life, my little brother's life, um, or doesn't, or so little kids in the future don't have to go through it. That's good enough with me, but I'm confident that we can do it for us too. I really am. I don't think it's as far-fetched as people make it to believe. I don't believe, I don't buy it in, um, I love science. So this is, you know, this is an area, especially biology. Um, yeah. I talk to scientists, I don't believe it's all oh, this is something that's 10 years 20 years away i believe this is something that's coming really soon i believe that the more that we yeah. do we'll bring it in faster yeah yeah definitely a lot the, the landscape has changed a lot since i was diagnosed mm -hmm. um so do you have any other last things that you want to talk about or bring up or let the listener know um so just um, to anybody listening out there, parents, other guys, you know, you definitely feel free to connect with you. I'm always happy to um, give advice or um, just um, be someone to reach out to. So um, you can find me on Facebook and um, Instagram. And um, yeah, I'd be happy to um, connect with you positive positive force in this world for the Dishin community so yeah definitely reach out to him um if you need that positivity and just someone to talk to with the disease i think that um that's great i think it's great that you're willing to do that for people too yeah yeah um so to, so in the podcast the way we end the podcast is uh what the we both say uh, on a three two one the official slogan of destroy Dishin. So that's complete the cure.
All right. So on a three, two, one, let's say complete the cure. All right. Okay. All right. Three, two, one, complete, complete the, cure. the cure. Let's go. All right. Thank you everybody for listening to the destroyed Shen podcast. Um, you can find out other stories on the website. Um, and just check out all these amazing people that are affected by this disease. And um, I, I appreciate you guys listening. Thank you.